Hello and welcome back to the Rise and Thrive Show podcast. I'm Erin Warhol and I'm here with my friend and my mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. Hey, Erin. Hey, and Mary, you have been teaching forgiveness for more than 30 years. You've gone all around the world. You've helped thousands of people, you know, lay down their old bad stories. And alongside that, you teach self-mastery tools, which is all about figuring out how to master the art of living in the classroom of life. Mm -hmm. That's right. For 30 years. And uh, it's one of the joys of my life, watching people come into my year-long program, kind of in a very transitional state, but having a little bit of vision glinting in their eye and really wishing to turn a corner from the part of their past that they don't like and step up and into their most soul-illumined self. That's oh, I love it. self-mastery work. Yes, and forgiveness is certainly one of the important um, tools in that. So I'm currently teaching a mini mastery of sorts because of COVID, we haven't been able to be in a group uh, in a room for the last two years. So we have a um, scaled down version of it on Zoom, which is entering its final leg. But um, it's uh, really, uh, it helps me stay fresh Mm -hmm. with growing and being in my, my own identity as a master in training. Yeah, I love it. And I've been enjoying the classes and enjoying hearing the questions that people have because it this material, it just never gets old. And uh, one of the one of the other students in the class this week was talking about um, listening to one of our earlier podcasts about humility. And she knew she'd heard it before some years ago, I think when it first came out, but then she heard she listened to it again. And she was saying, oh, it just hit me so differently now. Wow, you know? And I feel like all the different tools that you that you share with people and that you help people kind of learn to master and learn to implement in their own lives are all like that. And this week you were talking about the abundance mindset, which is huge. Yes, abundance and success. Mm-hmm. Talking about that mindset. So, um, and that was... That was really uh, delicious, if a bit challenging for me, just because I feel like I'm still very much inside my own laboratory around those things. And uh, I feel like I'm constantly being taught and shown things around success and abundance. And I'm just developing my own clarity around you know, the core principle of that for me. Well, I I appreciate that, and I appreciate that you decided to teach it, and you're saying to me that it's kind of a leading edge for you, Mm -hmm. and one of the leading edges. We all have different leading edges at different times, and so that's one right now. What what was it like teaching the class, and then I guess we'll go into some more details about some of the things you shared, but how did you feel about sharing something that you're still – you know, you're going, hmm, is it this? Is it that? Yeah, I know, because I feel like a fish in, a, in water. Like, yeah. like the truths of it are all around me. I'm breathing it and swimming in it every day. Mm-hmm. But I don't quite see it sometimes. I don't quite understand it sometimes. And um, so I entered the class uh, yesterday with this, uh, uh, let me just uh, 
swim in this water and, and tell you what I know. And, uh, but it, it was good for me. I, a couple, I got a couple of core things uh, have crystallized. And they have like illustrative stories with them that were given to me along the mm. way and that I think were helpful for people. And at the end of class, I felt, uh, I felt really in the mindset I want to be in. I felt I was like I was in the energy of abundance and uh, I could palpably feel it energetically as I was sitting on the couch next to my husband. I was just, I feel so good. Mm. I feel so possible. Like I'm just sitting here and there's just this possible all around me and I have everything I need. And I feel open-hearted and kind of sweet and um, mildly enthused. I don't know what for, but I'm <laughs> sitting here on the couch feeling sweet and mildly enthused. <laughs> and I think it was, I had somehow, uh, you know, drilled into my own, um, my own wellspring around abundance in such a way that I was actually, you know, just... Uh, trickling forward and and soothing me and nourishing me and I was like oh yeah when I feel like this things just open they just open easily and mm -hmm. everything feels so lucky and and it feels so in flow and like I'm not pushing anything so it was it was kind of great to sort of struggle along in the class with honing my my thoughts about it, my understanding about it, sharing it with the students, and then afterwards actually just really tasting and feeling and energetically vibing with what I was talking about. So, oh, that's great. What is it that's they really say? Great. We teach what we need to learn? <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's another one. Marianne Williamson says, she says, attend your own lectures which yes. I love that because <laughs> I did. yeah, if you, if you are feeling like, Oh, I'm, I want to lecture about this. It's like, okay, then what is it that I need to learn about this? So. Yeah. Why don't you just go sit down in that seat and put your <laughs> listening hat on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Well, let's start out with, if you want to just define abundance mindset in, in your current understanding. Let's, let's talk about it on that level first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'll, I'll just put a little bit of background in it, which is, um, this is a new thing in, in the human world, in the world of psychology. In fact, there's a, a, a book out, um, by Carol Divek who talks, the book is called Mindset, the new psychology of success. Mm. So this whole thought and conversation and developing body of work around um, the abundance mindset versus scarcity, scarcity mindset is only, what, um, about 30 years old mm -hmm. um, or 30 or 40 years old. It's, it uh, was first coined as a, as a phrase, the abundance mindset was coined as a phrase and contrasted with scarcity mindset by Stephen Covey in 1989. So that, um, wait, that's amazing to me. And you mentioned right? this in our class. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it because that that that's well within my adult life. I know. <laughs> when you were born and a little girl going around and learning stuff in school, nobody was thinking this way. Yeah, people weren't thinking this way. And you know, my family comes from um, my mom was a first generation 
uh, from a family of immigrants, and they were poor, 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 mm -hmm. um, but they came to America because of the abundance mindset. They mm -hmm. wanted to be somewhere where it wasn't just set and fixed that you were going to stay poor, 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 mm -hmm. you know, and they didn't. My, my grandparents came to America, which is all about opportunity and abundance and success, and my grandpa became a policeman, a Chicago policeman, and um, they saved, 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 and bought their own home, which is a big deal for the Irish, because mm -hmm. they didn't have their own home and land for a long time. Um, and my grandma used to tell um, her kids that she felt rich, that she mm -hmm. was one of the world's rich, because she owned her house. She owned her yeah. tiny little house in the south side of Chicago, but it was hers. So um, anyway, that there, I think, the immigrant story and the American experiment so much about people seeking this, seeking mm -hmm. a way out of scarcity uh, in all of its manifestations and a way into creating abundance. So, but people haven't spoken this as a as a psychology as a thing until the late 80s, and then a lot of people were speaking it, yeah. right? Yeah. Then we have books from Wayne Dyer and Marion Williamson, and um, they have really kind of poured out for a while um, books about creating your reality and intention and abundance mindset. And it's still kind of a new thing in words, to be spoken in words by people who are, are leaning towards that idea and that energy and saying, you know what, I can do something about this. I can sign up to this. I can adopt a different mindset and it will start to change my experience. Yeah, and I, I think the mindset, so that would be abundance versus scarcity and maybe kind of talk talk through a little bit of like what is an abundance mindset and what is a scarcity mindset. Yes. Um, oh, Deepak Chopra, he's one of the people that oh, yeah. was thinking about this too. And he has a nice little chart you can look up online. To find Deepak. out whether you're... you're... What, what involve, what's involved with scarcity consciousness and what's involved with abundance okay. consciousness. Cool. Yes. But um, Covey was the first one who defined it kind of simply saying it's a, it's a belief. It's a belief system that there is plenty of resource and success for everyone. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty for us to have for ourselves and share with each other. And so that's his kind of simple understanding of it. And then I, I realized that I came up with my own definition of it many years ago in a workshop mm -hmm. when it was a life purpose workshop with my teacher, Dr. Edith Stauffer. And she was very deft at helping people mm, bit by bit open up to a deeper space of truth in themselves and get vision, get really a clear picture of their purposes and the, their guiding principles. And so that happened for me in that workshop about life purpose. And what bubbled up from deep inside me, for me, and maybe it's useful for others, is that um, my purpose is, is to experience the harmony and beauty and abundance that comes with a spiritual commitment as a central thing in life mm. and that comes with a true surrender to the will of the higher power the will mm. of god the will of the higher self so with me making and, and i i took that i mean i think i was already in it but but with me making my my spiritual commitment number one 
in life, it is number one. It's before everything mm-hmm. else. It's before mm-hmm. my marriage commitment. It's before even my mortgage. It's before everything. My spiritual commitment um, and my willingness to let go to what it seems like uh, I should be doing next, according mm. to what I call God's yellow highlighter, you know, what, according right. to what seems to be being put before me by a higher purpose. So I have done that. I have done that steadily in these 35 years or so since I was in that workshop. And all sorts of crazy abundant things have happened oh, yeah. for me. I mean, just crazy abundant, wonderful things have happened for me that just came. They just manifested. They just came because I was busy doing God's will as I understand it. I was Mm -hmm. busy um, with my spiritual commitment every single day. When I look back and see, you know, how I got my my two houses and how I uh, traveled to many countries and how my husband is driving a a fancy car he's always wanted, which he came, which came to us for very little money. I, you know how these things happen? Um, they happened as a byproduct of us being as fully present as we could to our spiritual commitments and our let go, our surrender to what we think is being asked of us. Oh, I love that. That's great. It's a beautiful. Uh, vision that you got in that workshop. I love how you express that the harmony, and and abundance and, and beauty, beauty. Yes, yeah, really, really lovely. So okay, so before we go further into talking about how you how one embodies an abundance mindset, let's talk a little bit about the opposite, which would be scarcity mindset. <laughs> I, think I think I was more of an expert on that one a while back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I could have run workshops on scarcity. <laughs> Come learn how to feel really defeated before you start. <laughs> Go ahead. Sign up today to to realize that you just really can't have what you don't want, what you want. <laughs> I was so good at it. I was so good at it. Oh, but I can't. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Oh my God. So here I have this kind of mandate I feel from my soul around abundance and and as it's related to my service, my, my spiritual service mm-hmm. in this life. And uh and yet I have this personality which uh you know grew up in a certain amount of scarcity because of being in a large family on a lo- lower on a smaller income. My dad was a college professor, mm-hmm. but he was a professor at a, a Catholic college um, that didn't pay really um, great for a long time, and he had we had eight kids, you know, so it kind of had a long way to go, and and it was it was very very uh, very very scant, skint and scant what we could have economically. Um, it, it was you know, there was all sorts of crazy wonderful abundance of love going on and um, other things uh, from our our family, but. Um, the money thing was 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 pretty pretty scant, and also, um, you know, the success thing is like we were raised to be modest and humble and and self-effacing and not making much of of yourself and all of that sort of thing. So that's what I was raised in, and then there I was suddenly responsible for my family's income because my husband was injured and sick, and 
all I can talk about is spirituality and healing and I have to go forth into into the <laughs> the, the world and make a living freelancing as a person who talks and thinks talks and thinks <laughs> thinks and talks about spiritual stuff and I had to really battle my way past my scarcity consciousness constantly mm. constantly and when I had to go to a new like into a new task or a new audience or a new opportunity like like maybe I'm gonna I've been invited to train a room full of uh, 70 social workers who have more degrees than I do because I don't mm -hmm. have any degrees you know, and so every time I had to go do something like that, I would absolutely cave in and collapse for about three days and say, "I can't, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, no, no, I, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't see how to do it. I'm defeated before I start." That was that's my version of scarcity consciousness. Mm -hmm. There it is in a phrase. You feel defeated before you even start. So that's what that's the lion I've been wrestling <laughs> all these years. I think I maybe I'm riding on the lion now. I'm not sure. Oh, that's maybe. excellent. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of I. I that's an interesting definition, and I am going to relate my definition to it because I was thinking about this, where it the word enough. There's not mm. enough. There's not enough mm. to go around. Right. And which is might, the opposite of plenty. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think, you know, we can think of that as, re you know, resources. We can think of it as food or money, but it's also time. Mm -hmm. It's attention. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of can go into areas like goodness. You know, is there enough goodness to go around? Or mm -hmm. if somebody has something good, does it mean I won't? And, you know, I'm a, I'm a middle child, Mary. So <laughs> I've... I've worked You've got your own life. problems. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and I could see, you know, I, I mean, I have vivid memories of playing tennis with my siblings and my dad, who was a very good tennis player. And that was something that he taught us growing up. And we all played. And just being on the court next to my older sister, who was a very talented athlete, and watching them, you know, volley the ball back and forth and just feeling like I'm not getting the opportunity enough to hit the ball. I mean, it, I would just get furious, you know, and then it would come to me and I'd be, I wouldn't do a good job because I was not paying attention enough. Because you, you were busy being mad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's just so funny. It was like, it, there was so much abundance there. But if I, if I was focused on what I wasn't getting, I would miss the opportunity. So I, I just love thinking about that. And then when you start thinking, okay, I actually can shift into a different mindset. Mm -hmm. I can shift from thinking if goodness is happening to everyone around me, you know, oh, then it won't land on me to no, there's enough goodness to go around. And I can be excited for other people's successes and triumphs. Mm -hmm. And that takes absolutely nothing away from me. So yeah, that's, that is, that is one of the things that um, I was reading. I was, I was reading up about abundance mindset just before class kind of priming my pump and um, that came through again and again in various quotes from various thinkers over the years is that abundance mindset includes celebrating other people's success Oh, cool! and if you because they're like they're like the larger version of yourself in a way yeah. um, and Albert Einstein was was one who said that he said um, that 
it's a real, uh, it's a more accurate, like in physics, it's more accurate for you to be joyous about other people's gains and successes everywhere because you are bigger than you know. You are connected to everyone and everything, not just your own little you know world and your own immediate people you're actually connected to that person over there across the world who's just done this amazing thing and you can by celebrating them you're part of the success of it so that oh, was cool. interesting for me because um one of my scarcity challenges too is um dealing with uh being easily able to go into envy of other people mm. that's mm -hmm. one of my one of my problems <laughs> in the Enneagram, uh, which is a personality inventory. I'm a four. And so, um, you know, I, I, the, the challenge before the people that are in the number four in the Enneagram is that you get envious mm. of, of others. And so you have to, you have to um, <laughs> slay that dragon too. So, but anyway, so that's really opening up my mindset instead of thinking, Oh my God, that woman wrote four books and they're all bestsellers and I only wrote three and nobody knows about them. You know, that's, that is so pitiful. That is like, you know, there's my scarcity consciousness right there. Yeah. Where if I was really a, a grown up in a spiritual way, I would say, wow, good for her. Yeah. Wow. She sold 10 million copies of that book, Simple Abundance. Go, go you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's really, that's really honest, Mary. And I think that actually is a great edge. And I, I relate to that because, um, you know, working in media and things, sometimes it's like ratings, you know, and you're comparing ratings. But meanwhile, the whole media landscape has changed. And what people reach for is different than what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So some of the metrics that we would use to decide to define whether there was success or not, have kind of just been blown out, you know. <laughs> and I love that I love being that we're alive during this time of change, because we can reimagine things. But it's also challenging because we can feel overwhelmed with too much change and not, you know, we could feel lost. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, let's, let's reset back to uh, the abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And you, I think you were going to talk through some of the particulars of what that is so that we can start thinking yes, about how to... That... I, I was having this feeling that, you know, there's been a number of thinkers around this since 1989 when Stephen Covey coined it. There's been a number of thinkers, a number of books, a number of paradigms and frameworks around abundance consciousness. What are the things that people are all agreeing on? You know, mm, what are mm -hmm. the like what are the sturdy bones of this that seem to be repeated again and again? And I can only assume that these people who have developed this thinking had some success with it or <laughs> they wouldn't be, you know, able to write books about it. So I, I, I can only assume there's been a lot of experimentation going on mm -hmm. by a number of people around this and they've come up with some um, sturdy, sturdy tenets. So, so here's the ones that I, that I have um, read in, in kind of going across different people's um, paradigms around it. So everyone seems to agree that the first part of this is to actually recognize that your mindset has a power, that mm. your thoughts have power to actually make that a real thing, 
that your thoughts and following on to that your your words your speech actually um, affect your life this is part of the whole new paradigm in our times since the 80s about creating your reality mm -hmm. this is new stuff and it's um, it's really uh, uh, changing a lot of people's experience I think so you got to recognize that your thoughts have power and that your words matter that you pick uh, positive words and you pick words that are open-ended and inclusive and um, leading to potentials and leading to positive outcomes secondly everyone agrees that the practice of gratitude is central mm. that is super important and effective in getting established in a positive abundance consciousness that you practice gratitude daily you practice gratitude all the time oh, you start that. with where you are in your environment and you practice gratitude for what is good what is working what what feels abundant and what what is safe what is what is uh, what you like practicing gratitude all of the time um, Tony Robbins says simply uh, fear disappears and abundance appears when you when you practice gratitude fear disappears abundance appears oh that's that, that's great I love how distilled it is too it, that's all boiled down yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so and, and the one I love too is the idea that you start where you are mm -hmm. you start exactly in your day and your situation you don't mm -hmm. have to wait to feel grateful or abundant till next week when your paycheck comes and you you know you can go to the that's store so, that's so critical Mary yeah. Start where you are. Right where you are. This day, this situation, what is good? So so part of that is um, seeing the good. Seeing what's good and saying what's good. Yeah. And enjoying and you, what you have. That's a That would be a main um, teaching in your self-mastery toolbox, I know. Yes. Because you talk a lot about seeing the good, and we have other podcasts where we've talked about that. But It's just, an expression of unconditional love. It's a it's a mental expression of unconditional love to see the good and say the good. Excellent. Yeah. So so starting where you are and and celebrating what you have today, and uh, I'll just give an example here, which is that um, in, in the last uh, oh the last two or three weeks, my work slowed down for a while, and you know being a freelancer. And doing the kind of work I do it ebbs and flows ebbs and flows it has done that for 30 years it always works out um, but the last few weeks it slowed down and um, I've been really busy for you know a couple months before that so I'm like okay now am I going to start worrying about this or am I going to take a really hot salty bath right now <laughs> and enjoy it oh I think I'm gonna do that so I do this thing where you know, when I, when I want to take a special bath, mm -hmm. I go down and turn up the water heater really hot. <laughs> and then I load the bathtub with Epsom salts and a little scent. And I put the radio on softly in the background. And I get in with a book, like a favorite book. And, and I look at the clock and I say, I am not budging out of here before half an hour. You know, oh, and after that, I can consider budging out of here. So <laughs> I did that today. And, you know, 
I have that. I have my bathtub. I have my hot water heater. I have my book. I have my salt. I have all the things. And I feel so gloriously rich right now because I did yeah. that. So it doesn't have anything to do with what your income is doing. <laughs> you could find ways of feeling gloriously rich in a day. So, uh, okay, back to the little bullet points. Um, abund abundance consciousness adopts the belief that there aren't limits that um, Marianne Williamson says abundance consciousness is when you approach a limited situation without limited thinking mm. or you approach a limited situation with unlimited thought or thoughts that have no limits. That's get really powerful. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the miracle mindset where you think, well, maybe there a miracle can happen right here, right now. Yeah. 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 What I think I need a miracle. Can mm -hmm. I have a miracle, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And be open mm -hmm. to it. Right. Sometimes there it is. So, um, so, uh, then continuing, um, cultivating your sense of purpose and practicing mastery skills. So cultivating the sense of like, it matters that I'm here, what I do, what I offer, who I am. It's purposeful. Let me get more and more clear about that. Let me get more and more joyous in it and humble humble in expressing what it is. And let me practice mastery, being the best version of myself I can be. And mm -hmm. in the mastery program, we say that mastery includes um, getting to deeply know yourself, dispelling your fears, healing your wounds, and uh, developing your gifts and stepping forward in service, in world mm -hmm. service, from that space of who you are. That's what we're talking about when we're saying practicing mastery. And that's what um, a lot of the thinkers think is part of abundance consciousness. Oh, that's great. So um, I think I have said them all. Um, I guess the one thing I would add is something I came up with from my own experience and thinking is that I think one of the really important features of experiencing success and abundance is that we decide what that is. We decide what success is for us. We decide um, that we can have and feel and experience abundance in this day mm -hmm. from exactly this situation. It's really uh, important that we take the power to kind of draw that line around our space and saying starts here start where you are yeah it starts here so um i as i said i had a, a brief uh flirtation with scarcity consciousness when i was looking up um, some books and i saw this woman had written four books and they had sold a million copies and i've written three books and they haven't <laughs> and i thought okay so what do i focus on i focus on i feel it's very successful to have written three books. Oh, for sure. And have them in form and be able to hand them to a person and yeah. have somebody read it and go, wow, thank you. You know, it doesn't matter the numbers, the size. The, the success is in the uh, initiating and doing it and um, completing it and sharing it. So I decided that. I decided that even though, you know, some of you out there have never heard of my books. Um, well, you are now, you know. Let's start here. You are now. <laughs> it's just great that I wrote them. Yeah, and I, I think, Mary, catching yourself and, and just increasing your awareness around that is a really good practice. So mm -hmm. thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. I, 
I love hearing about this and it, you know, I start thinking about it, reflecting on it, and I reflect on it in terms of like some of the work I do and work I do with teams who are making media content and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And I have, I am really convinced that abundance mindset in the creative process is critical mm -hmm. versus scarcity. And I have worked, I've worked in lots of different places. And sometimes you come into a, a particular um, project and it's like, oh, there's scarcity mindset going on here in every direction. And for me to get the project on track means shifting that slowly, shifting it, shifting people, shifting the, the attitudes away from that. And we'll just start with going around and talking about what was good about something. And, and it's so funny, Mary, because a lot of times creatives are so hard on themselves mm -hmm. and they just need a little bit of encouragement and help to, you know, they, it's like, they want to say, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And it's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> we'll maybe get to that. But what was good about what you just did and what mm. is good? And you just did that with your books. It is <laughs> a big deal to write three books and you have people all over the world that, that will sometimes reach out to you on email and they'll say, I went to the library or I went to the bookstore and I was really at the end of my rope. And then somehow or other, your book just like was in my hand. And here I am. And now I've been reading. <laughs> I know. And my favorite moment of that in the last year was when somebody from Turkey uh, wrote me an email that had had to be translated in the in the Google Translator to go oh, from man. Turkish to English because she was dealing with just a miserable situation and she really and she found my book yeah. somehow in Turkey and she wanted to reach out and ask me a question and so I wrote back in English that got translated to Turkey you know <laughs> some encouragement and she came back with such a bath of gratitude and love and I, enthusiasm awesome. and I didn't make a single penny from that <laughs> that experience you know but I walked away feeling so lucky I walked away feeling so lucky that my book got to touch somebody in Turkey where which I have visited and it's mm -hmm. a wonderful place and and that somebody over there is is getting uh, is dropping a piece of suffering and and yeah. opening up to some better good better goodness because of my book and I felt so gloriously successful in that moment. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> You're banking on the, it's the bank of goodwill. Yeah, which I guess so. And, <laughs> and, um, and uh, brother and sisterhood around the world. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, this is, this has really been a, a good and rich conversation. And I'm thinking we probably want to wrap up soon. But I'm just wondering if you've got some other reflections you want to share on this or any little nuggets. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing I read yesterday while I was browsing, I was browsing in abundance consciousness, uh, and I don't know who said this, but I love it. It's stop chasing success and enjoy what you currently have and do. Mm. I, love I love that. that. I think it's kind of all there. It all, all these different sturdy notions around abundance is kind of in there stop chasing it and enjoy what you currently have and do and the, the, and then adding on to that is experiment 
enjoy the experiment of the uh, abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset is like play with it mm. play play in the laboratory of consciousness with it um, as as I finally learned how to do <laughs> be playful with it <laughs> because it's kind of interesting and sometimes it's kind of funny oh that's great advice thank you Mary this was a this was really fun to uh, noodle on all this and I, I have a feeling that people are going to enjoy it and want to tell us more about how they're shifting from scarcity to abundance so that's great. yes yes well thanks i love talking about it and once again i feel kind of great because we oh, talked good. about it i feel great <laughs> i feel like all things are possible right now <laughs> all right so we're headed into the final module that you have for the class that we've been talking about uh over the many weeks here mm -hmm. uh, my beautiful life and can people still join even though we're going into the fourth module they sure could it's like a four-week class you could think of it as a four-week class in, in a certain um theme and the theme is refreshing yourself at this point for the long game the theme is Ooh. let's let's see ourselves as healthy, lively elders that are really uh, living happily. And we're all trying to shake off the pandemic. We're all trying mm -hmm. to shake off the the limits and, and discouragement that happened there. So one of the classes is going to be called um, Spring Cleaning for Your Heart. And mm -hmm. it's about forgiving uh, something that's current. You currently need to let go around forgiving another person or situation and forgiving yourself something. And it's going to close with a, uh, a kind of a fun class around, well, let's, let's review your bucket list. If you don't have one yet, let's make one. Let's pick something that we really want to put into place as, as a dream we still wish to live in our life. So it's going to be a, a yummy class. People can still jump in for these four weeks and just go to my website, um, maryhaysgreco.com and sign up on the home page, and that'll be great. And I'll also just put it out there, speaking of spring cleaning for your heart, this summer, uh, June 10th, I'm going to have the first wonderful forgiveness weekend uh, that I've had in a long time. It's the weekend forgiveness workshop that is so potent and healing and uh, it's June 10th to 12th if anyone wants to um, consider coming to beautiful Minneapolis St. Paul and dropping a rock. Uh, <laughs> it's happening. Oh that's exciting Mary. You have not had a in-person work forgiveness workshop in quite a while because of all the Two disruption. and a half years. Yeah. 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 I can't wait. Oh that's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Mary. And uh, I hope you, the rest of your day is full of abundance and enjoyment. And I will seek to have an, an, an abundantly enjoyable day, too. Oh, yes, you should. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank talk, you. Talk to you Bye. soon. Bye.